and welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Mikey. What's up? We're How talking. I'm good. How are you? We're recording this on election day, but I mean, you won't hear Happy it on election day. election day. Happy election day, question mark, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, hopefully by the time this comes out, there will be a more positive outcome, but who the fuck knows? Here's hoping. This is like the... Um, Literally. Like... This I'm is on my hands and knees. My <laughs> yeah, this is the calm before the storm. So we're doing this, uh, you know, in the afternoon before we know what's going on. So hopefully things will work out. <laughs> May the odds ever be in our favor. <laughs> right. I just oh. want, what's her name? Um, Elizabeth Banks in that outfit to come on the screen right before like everyone's watching the TV and I like, ever be in your favor. <laughs> I know. Let's hope, right? <laughs> right. God, it's just such oh. a mess. <laughs> uh, so we're talking Can't Hardly Wait. I don't even know if we said that yet, but we're talking Can't Hardly Wait from 1998. Good old high school house party comedy. This movie the... is amazing. It's That's so amazing. good. Everyone's in it. I don't even know how to... I mean, we'll go through it. We probably will miss I was going to say, I can run down the list. <laughs> yeah, there's a big list. There's like 30 people, I think, who are pretty well known in this oh, yeah. film. It's It's kind of insane. And I have to say a little... Uh, not shout out because I'm in no way famous at all or know any famous people, but Ethan Embry and I follow each other on Twitter. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, he's also in Empire Records too. So another yeah. amazing, another <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you were asking about it the other day. You're like, where is it? It's not on the feed. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. That was for an uh, interview with a vampire. Was it? I thought it was Empire Records. Oh, maybe it was Empire. I think it was. Uh, I think you were asking about Empire. All the days are running together. <laughs> yeah. Either way, they're both on the, the oh, feed. Yeah. If if anyone likes those, but yeah, so I'm super stoked uh, to talk about another Ethan Embry film. Yeah. So this came out in what did you say? 1998. 98. It was written and directed by Deborah Kaplan and Harry Alphonse. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? I um, think so. Yeah. They also directed, which I didn't know, a very Brady sequel in '96. Oh, um, okay. The sequel to the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas in 2000. Don't know what that is. And um, eh, the first one was better. And um, Josie and the Pussycats in 2001. Oh, wow. Have not seen that. I know that a lot of my friends have seen it, but I don't care about it. So oh, right. I, I'm I mean, probably not going to watch it. But... Obviously, the cartoon is better. But this was, uh, oh, what's her name from? Rachel Lee Cook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm also not a fan of She's All That either, probably because she's in a, I'm just not a fan of I just, her. I just like the parody of it, what they did with a <laughs> yeah. scary movie. <laughs> scary movie, yeah. That was pretty funny. But she just, like, falls through the <laughs> Yeah, she falls through the stairs. Doesn't she, like, fall directly down the that's, stairs? Yeah. <laughs> that's a really funny one, too. Scary but, um, movie. Yeah, it, do you want to go through the list of... No, we're not going to go no? through the list okay. because it's going to take too long. I'm okay. sure that if you are listening to this, you have seen the film. So you know who's in it and who's not. We'll do a rundown like when we talk about the plot because people okay. just kind of come in and out. Yeah, but yeah. the main characters, I guess we could say, is Ethan Embry, Lauren Ambrose, who plays Denise. Seth Green is Kenny slash Special K. <laughs> um, Peter Facinelli is Mike. Jennifer Love Hewitt is Amanda. I'm trying to think of like, oh, and Charlie Corsmo is William, the geeky guy. Lichter. Yeah, William Lichter. I think that's, is that, they're like the main ones. That's the main one, yeah. Yeah, they're like the ones that were following their stories, really. There's so many people. But there's so many celebrities, so many little like pan overs, but then they don't really get 
any yeah. script. It's just like, oh, there's a familiar face. <laughs> One-liners, no-liners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. And I have to say, uh, big ups to Mary Vernu, I think is how you say her. She's the casting director. She cast Jennifer Love Hewitt, and I know what you did last summer. So Amanda was always going to be Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's awesome. Which is really interesting. And she did a fucking bomb-ass job, because she also cast I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is an- another great casting job on that i feel like she looks like she just walked off the set of i know what you did last summer into that party <laughs> kind of sort of her hair is a bit more like fluffy it's a little more fluffy yeah yeah it's a bit more like bouffanty like at the top it's like she has a big forehead and i feel like it doesn't really help yeah because it makes it like the way it goes up at the top, I'm like, that's it looks kind of weird. But yeah. it was 98. It was a mess. Like from literally the 95 to 2000. I mean, no, 95 to like 2010. Fashion and looks and hair and makeup was a mess. Mm-hmm. Like a complete mess. Like not early 90s were pretty cool. We had the Calvin Klein vibe. We had the grunge vibe. We had like the neon 90s kind of vibe. But then late 90s just got like really weird like techno and like moony kind of shit like new millennium like silver jackets and like moon shoes i I had one (laughs) i had one but i mean it was kind of a mess it kind of is something that i don't think will come back like you know how things come back no oh i thought you still did i don't think so i mean i'll look but i don't think so i probably could still wear it It was massive (laughs) so big i got it from target Oh, nice. (laughs) I think I wanted it because Puff Daddy had one in that video where he was wearing that big, like, full jacket. And I was like, that's so cool. But (laughs) yeah, it was not cool. (laughs) It's not cool. How fashion comes and goes. I know, right? Regurgitates, like, years later. I might actually wear a silver coat now. I don't think I would feel that awkward about it. I think if I had the look going, like, if I had the outfit going, it would be cool. It wouldn't be so bad. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a mess. This this whole movie, fashion-wise, is kind of a mess. Like, everyone's yeah. wearing pretty whack shit. But what are your first thoughts on this one, Mikey? So my, my first thoughts... Um, so I saw this when I was 16. I saw this with you. Yeah. You, Gregorio, Matt, I think mm-hmm. all came with us. I'm not sure. I know Amanda and Carolina came with us. Mm-hmm. Um, was Abby there? Abby was not there. Okay. This um, was ninth grade? This yeah, is the end of ninth grade. Yeah, summer. yeah. Everyone listening, we all went to the same school. Um, yeah, uh, Charles as well. Yeah, in junior yeah, high. Yeah, and then I think I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember seeing Chelsea, Kareem, Pat, Cat, and a few others like on the totally oh, yeah. opposite were, side of the theater. Yeah, they were there. So it was like the. They were the popular kids. The popular kids, <laughs> somewhat cool underdogs. <laughs> versus the cool underdogs I versus guess. the cool ass people who now have a podcast talking I mean, about 90s films <laughs> right. we saw this at uh united artists in bethesda that mm-hmm. was like the place to go um mm-hmm. as i look back as an adult um where similarities took place i was unfortunately um that host of the party that was like mm-hmm. picking up after people um, I don't. You never had a rager quite like this. I've had I've had my parties, but I've never. No, definitely Where not. It was like trash. definitely not that many people. Yeah, I mean, she must have had like two or three hundred people in that house at least. Yeah, at least there were ev- there were just I mean, people everywhere. And I, I I forgot like at I guess I I don't remember seeing this the first time, but 
seeing this um, on Amazon, I was like, oh, I didn't remember the backyard. Because, like, it was humongous. And the front was big, too. The front yard had all that shit in it when the cops came. And uh, like crazy shit. Yeah. And I love Seth Green in this movie. Um, So do I. I mean, anyone who brings up Seth Green, everyone's like, ooh, Oz from Buffy. But, I mean... Do they? Is that what people know him from the most? For the for the most part, yeah. Family Guy, right? Well, and the writer, and I think he's the writer of Family Guy, right? No, I think it's Seth MacFarlane. Isn't he oh, just uh, the not son? Guy. Um, sorry, Robot Robert Chicken. Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, but he that. is the voice of the son. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, in Family Guy, yeah. Um, along with is it Mila Kunis? Is this is the sister? Yeah, 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 yeah. What was Brittany Murphy the voice of? Was that in King of the Hill? Yeah, she, she was the, the daughter. She was the daughter. Okay, I was going to mm-hmm. say, I know it wasn't family. Oh, I love King of the Hill. Oh, it was so I good. Know. Um, oh, no, I don't I, like King of the Hill. I thought you meant Brittany Murphy. You know, it was like, oh, oh no, I love Brittany Murphy. <laughs> yeah, um, so sad. But I, I adored the nerdy guy. Uh, what's his name? Lichter? Oh, William, William Lichter? Charlie yeah. Korsma? Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you? Like, you liked yeah. him? I didn't like him in the beginning, right? But at the end, when he like started to rock out to Guns N' Roses, I was like, yeah, you get sweet. yours. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was pretty sweet. Um, I uh, One tidbit of information, Deborah Kaplan, who is the co-director, was actually married to Brecken Meyer from 2001 to 2014. And uh, I think they have a daughter or a child. Oh, yeah? Actually, I'm not oh, sure cool. if it's a daughter. Yeah. So I, they were probably dating during this film, I think. Um, well, they were dating for sure because I have some uh, a note for that behind the scenes. But I was also going to say, yes, I did see this with you. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really crazy. I remember like there was, a, there was a huge group of us. Like you said, everyone's name. But it was bigger than what we normally hung out in. And it came out July or no, June 12th. So I think it was the end of school. I'm pretty sure that was the final yeah. weekend of school. Um, so that's why we were all together and we were like, Oh, thank God it's fucking summer. And, and then I, I had this on tape. Go ahead. Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, I had this on tape and I have it on DVD. I have the reunion special. It's like 10 years. There are lots of really great featurettes on there, which I watched one about casting, which I'll talk about, but there are also a lot of really great ones, but, um, <laughs> finished watching it. Yeah. When I have DVDs of the movies, I'm actually going to watch all the special features so I can actually give I mean, that's, what, that's why they're there. I mean, it's, yeah, it is. I don't go in for commentary. I'm not someone who watches films with commentary on top. Uh, I don't know why I just don't like it. I, I don't like when people are like talking through the movie, but I guess I probably should because I've seen it a bunch of times. It's not like I'm going to miss anything. Well, no, um, I mean, some, some are boring and some are actually cool. Like I keep telling you like um, resident evil, the first one, if you've never watched, seen any, Oh my God, you have to like I well, know, I definitely know. the first one. Anyway, the first one is amazing. And Mila, uh, Mila Jovovich and, can't remember yeah, who's the girl. other one in that? Um, she's in is it Michelle that. Rodriguez. Thank you. Isn't she um, in it? Yeah. So they con- they they do the commentary um, throughout the whole movie, or you oh, can, that's kind of you cool. can click on the commentary, and they're just laughing throughout the whole thing. They're like high, eating junk food, and like macking on each other, and just like making fun of the whole thing. But so that's kind of really cool. That's kind of funny. Yeah. But then you see some other movies. Um, I can't pick one at the moment, but that are just like why. 
why even have commentary? <laughs> yeah, or I I think I've heard or I've started one where there were about four people mm-hmm. and it was just too hard to try to hear all these different voices talk about the same scene. Mm. I was like, okay, I'd rather watch a YouTube interview <laughs> with all of you guys talking instead of you guys all talking over the film. But I wrote... um. Yeah, I wish it was rated R. We were talking off air about how there were so many scenes that we're not sure. It says that they were cut, but we're not sure if they were actually filmed. Yeah. But it could have totally been rated R. Um, but it it's not. It's PG-13, which is, yeah, it's a real bummer. But I feel like back then, I guess, they didn't want to take a chance because they wanted high school kids to see it. Yeah. And like and kids it, our age, you know? I mean, this was basically the American Pie test I guess if you want to say because yeah, it kind of I came like out like what a year or two later yeah, with an R rating and it was like totally accepted and you know. But yeah, for a big budget film, for not an indie, for like big But the only thing about American Pie is I think most of those actors were not known. Like Jason Biggs I'd never then, seen before. Yeah. Um the guys like Chris Klein like well, uh, and- I knew some of them but not really. Not Breckenmeyer but isn't there another guy from like Clueless that was in American Pie? From Clueless, maybe, maybe not. Um, not the f- the first one, like the first American Pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I can't think of who it would be, but there could be. Oh, okay, possibly. I don't know. But I mean, um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting because like what I was reading from an article that I saw online last night, Seth Green was like, "Yeah, there's at least like forty minutes to an hour." of deleted scenes that that would make this uh, a rated r film and even today he's still like bummed about it he's like damn it <laughs> those oh, so they probably did yeah well they probably did film it then if he knows how many minutes there are you know like of unedited or you oh, know like true. stuff that didn't yeah. end up yeah then it's probably in there it's not just in the script that they cut out so, so hopefully one day we'll see i know just like disturbing behavior we're waiting we're waiting for the disturbing behavior uh, original cut, and we're waiting for the R-rated uh, can't hardly wait. <laughs> so those are the ones we're really waiting for. Uh, the only other notes I have for first thoughts was I was like, wow, this is such a nostalgic trip of house parties before social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like no one, um, everyone's just totally letting loose and you're not worried about anyone finding out. Okay. And this is also what I picture a TikTok house is like now. Like, I feel like the comparable version, except TikTok houses are all on TikTok. Like, that's the point of all living in a house because you're just <laughs> doing all those videos together. But I feel like they have these crazy house parties and there's like hundreds of kids and they're all doing this video thing. Um, I'm too old for TikTok. I have it. I don't get it. I don't do it. Um, yeah, don't <laughs> at me. <laughs> I'm not into it, but I just reserve the fashion grunge name. So who the fuck knows? Maybe in two years I'll be all over TikTok, but I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. That's funny. <laughs> and then the title for the movie Can't Hardly Wait is from a replacement song uh, off of the album Please to Meet Me. The replacements are a fucking great band. Oh, yeah. If you don't know them, uh, check it out. There's a good documentary about them on Amazon, I believe, oh, about cool. their their band. So it's really cool. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, let's see. Do you have any behind the scenes notes? I have my own, but... Do you want to you... go first? No, you can oh, run down. Oh, okay, cool. Um, as I say all the time, in no particular order, um, the script was written in 96 and got approved by Columbia Pictures in the summer of 97. Like you said, it was released in June of 98. The cast had a week of rehearsals before shooting. 
Um, only a week. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> um, the film was originally slated to be rated R, as we said, um, but the plethora of scene cuts got a PG-13 slap on it. Um, I can get into some of those scenes that I researched later. Um, if you want, in a BuzzFeed article from 2015, it was stated that the movie was originally called um, The Party, but got changed. Oh. Um, Ethan Embry confessed that he was stoned during most of the filming <laughs> and had a big bong in his trailer. And he's not no shy about telling people that. Yeah. Like all the, um, some of the videos that I've seen about like um, where they, where they do these like meet and greet kind of things. He's mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, I was totally stoned. That's and, so funny. You know, it's laughs. And they were like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, the guy who played the nerd William was originally supposed to be played by a younger boy, but he was let go or slash fired because he didn't, um, they didn't want to scar him. Yeah. He was actually 15 and 16 and the casting people said everyone else was about 18 to 24. Yeah. So it like, didn't, he just didn't bring the same kind of energy. That's what but, I heard too. Interestingly enough, however, after he was fired, the rest of the cast were like fearing for their lives that they were going to get fired next. So they acted. Oh no like, way! Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Do you um, did you find out who that actor was? No, I didn't either. Okay, so they didn't tell us. I wonder who um, if it's someone that you know we know now. All all I read on this BuzzFeed article was like the guy was not um, found to comment or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, filming took place on a soundstage in Santa Clarita, California. A model of the real house resides in Altadena, California. Am I saying that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was built for the movie, so it could um, take some serious damage because, like, you know. Oh, yeah, like walls. And, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Rough housing and everything like that. But only exterior shots of the real house was in the film. Um. Kaplan and Alphonse basis of the movie came from a party scene in the movie. Say anything. Oh yeah. Okay. So they wanted to like, just do a full movie of just a party and nowhere else. So that was kind of cool. Um, Lauren Ambrose's, uh, Ambrose's character, Denise was originally pitched to Reese Witherspoon. <gasps> um, or that girl from urban legend, Alicia Witt. Oh yeah. And Christina Ricci. She sucked. That girl um, in Urban yeah, Legend, yeah. So For that cool. role, I mean, I don't think she's a shitty actress, but that role just was very boring. Yeah. I think we talked about it in the last episode. Go check out the Urban Legends episode. Go check out the Urban Legends <laughs> Plug. Speaking of, it's a great movie. It's, I mean, for, for a cheesy horror flick, and if you like Urban Legends, you will love the movie. Yeah. Um, and then great. one more thing that I had was that um, last year, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt was on some guy's podcast that said that she was pitching a script to Columbia Pictures and um, wanted to direct a sequel to the movie. Damn. Could you I, imagine? I can't. I don't know. I mean, like, it would be interesting, but I, where would you go from there? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, would they would, all be in it? Would she? I don't know. That's yeah. I didn't. I didn't um, see anything about that. But like, would she and Ethan Embry's character still be married, or or not, or together? I mean, or I don't. Yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, like we are. And the thing is, we already saw that bit in the end where they do the follow ups. Yeah. So and I feel like if you don't do that, then you could have a sequel. But if you kind of tie it up, it's like, what else would we want to know? Right. It would be like American Pie reunion or American Pie wedding. And we, yeah, which I only saw so, the first two. Yeah, I didn't see those. Oh, uh, it was okay. 
Also, there's a really funny clip on YouTube. Uh, Seth Green is on Nikki Glazer's podcast, and he reminisces about Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, so no. check, check that out. On I'll I'll link it on the the actual post on the website and maybe in the show notes so you can check it out. But yeah, it's kind of funny. He talks about it. Oh, cool. <laughs> He's really funny. You I love Seth Green. Um, what did you have? Okay, good. I have totally different things except for the thing about William being recast. But that's the only thing I have that's a double. Okay, so the budget was $10 million, which I think is pretty low, but maybe pretty high for then, I think. They must have spent it all on music because there's a fuck ton of music in this, especially Smash Mouth. They love Smash they, Mouth. They've got like two two songs on there, but only one made the uh, soundtrack, which was like- Yeah, and, they're, and the video for is it can't get enough of you baby is like from like back in the day, back in the old days when they had music videos that were on TV, when they were from soundtracks, sometimes they would show like obviously clips oh, of the, of the movie, movie. Yeah. but this one actually has Jennifer Love Hewitt, like in a gym. Like sometimes they would have the stars of the film in uh, like almost like a scenario. Like, oh, yeah, like Eric Smith had um, Alicia Keys or I mean, Alicia Silverstone in there. Yes. But that one wasn't from a movie though. Oh, wasn't it? Like that, no, those are just all three Aerosmith videos from oh, uh, oh, the gotcha. like Living on the Edge album. Oh, oh, fuck. Gotcha. I don't even know what the name of that album is. But but yeah, no, no, no. This is like a good example of that would be uh, for Disturbing Behavior, The Flies did a video, mm. Forgot mm-hmm. You Where I Want You. And it was like Katie Holmes. And then you saw all the kids going past her jumping off the cliff. That's right. Like while they showed clips of the film throughout it. So like they would make the, if the song was for this the movie, they would make it you know, like kind of like the movie. So they did that with Smash Mouth. I think it's Can't Get Enough of You, Baby. It's on the DVD. And I think it's at the end of the movie. Okay. Like on the tape, I think. I, I When I had the tape, like at the end of the credits, like it plays the Smash Mouth video. Because mm-hmm. that's like where all the special features were. So anyway, so the budget was $10 million. It made $25 million, And I think it made like $8 million on opening weekend. So it did really well. We were part of that. We were part of that $8 million, <laughs> um, which is cool. Um Preston, who's Ethan Embry, was originally cast as William. Really? And he came in to read for William. Yeah. The the I wish I could find the feature ad. The feature ad isn't unfortunately on YouTube that I was watching about from the DVD. Sometimes DVD things are, but this one isn't. But they have all of them for the 10-year anniversary, and they're all sitting in this like kind of classroom, like with desks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he was just like solo interview. So he was like, Yeah, they wanted me to read for um for William and then he was like I was originally cast like for that but then he got into like a gnarly skateboarding accident mm-hmm. where like he was wearing like no shoes no shirt and like was going down a huge hill totally fucked up the side of his face like everything and they were like oh my god like this guy can't do this and he was like no but I want to be Preston and they were like no but you're really nerdy he had like no hair like shaved his head had these big glasses on and they were like no you're kind of nerdy he's like no 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 I want to do Preston so they're like, okay. So then they, you know, he like grew his hair out. They had to convince the people that he was going to do it. And he was like, no, no, I want to do this. So he was originally cast as William. Denise, who's Lauren Ambrose, was actually on a casting tape towards the end. And they'd seen all these people. I think also Brittany Murphy, I, I read no way. that that she, like, because one of the nerds, the guy with the dark hair, not the guy with the blonde hair, like the mm-hmm. X-Files nerds, yeah, the yeah. one with the dark hair was really good friends with Brittany Murphy. And he's and in the in the feature ad, he's talking about how I think she got where she was up for Denise or she was reading for Denise. And he was like, yeah, then I was reading the script with her and we were talking back and forth. And he was like, the script is so funny. I really like it. But anyway, so Denise 
Lauren Ambrose was on a tape from like New York or something. And all these girls were doing the lines and then hers was at the very end and it cut off and they literally saw like a split second of her. And it was kind of by accident that all the casting people were like her, who is that? Like get her back. So they did another video and they actually, that's how they cast her. She was like, she was so good. She got the humor. She was just like, so great. Right after this, she ended up doing probably something else right after, but then she went into six feet under, which is an incredible show. Freddie Rodriguez is also in six feet under. And um, he's one of the jocks. Yeah. Who has like the hat. Yeah. He's in there. And also, I mean, I got, I wrote it down for my notes, but it's, there's so many degrees of separation, like within just even the stories and the characters interacting. Cause when she gets that brownie thrown on her, yeah, and then the guy comes up and licks, like licks the chocolate stuff. Yeah, that's her boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, he, that's her boyfriend for like the first two seasons. Eric Balfour. His name's Gabe in the show. <laughs> so that's so really hot. funny that yeah, he is. I, I saw him. Well, I saw him in L.A. Uh, oh yeah, when I was working. Yeah, it was oh, nice. It was, it was weird, and uh, I was like, oh, this is so weird. That's the guy from Six Feet Under and like every other random thing, like Buffy. Like he's in the first season or first episode of Buffy. Oh, that's right. I totally or the first that. two. Yeah. yeah. Cause he turns and uh, I wish he was in it longer. I mm-hmm. wish he was like one of Xander's friends in it. That would have been, but yeah, that would have been super cool. Um, and then some other, yeah, there's some other connections too, but yeah, that, I find that really funny. Kenny who's special K slash Seth green was originally written for Breck and Meyer. Cause Breck and Meyer was obviously written because she was dating him and she wrote that script and at the time, Breckin Meyer was shooting 54 with Miramax, yeah. oh, so, yeah. which is another great film uh, we should review because I love that movie. And I, I have the director's cut, too. I, I downloaded it on Ew. iTunes because they oh, also nice. changed so much of that story for the censors. Really? So when you see 54, yeah, like there was way more of a relationship between Breckin Meyer and Ryan Philippe which they cut out. Like there was actually like somewhat of a sexual relationship that they didn't... Sucks. Yeah, I know. And the director was really pissed about it. And he'd been fighting for years. And then they finally released the director's cut on, I think it was iTunes. because That's where I bought it. And I was like, whoa, this story's so much better and different when they had it. How it was supposed to be. That's why we want it for Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just don't understand like why the, they just don't release them later or... I mean, because they have they ha- they can do it now nowadays. It's like yeah, they can do it digitally. Like they don't even have to spend yeah. yeah, like money with packaging and DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Kenny was written for Breck and Meyer, and then Breck and Meyer is the one that suggested Seth Green because they're all friends. Like mm-hmm. Seth friends, Green, Breck yeah. and Meyer, and someone else. They're all from Philly. I think they're all from mm-hmm. like Pennsylvania, like near that area, and they're like around the same age. So he recommended um, Seth Green. Seth Green was originally going to read for William which is really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So, um, so Seth Green's in this documentary thing and he's talking about it and he was like, I love that my character, like he, he was really based on people I went to school with. He was like, I knew all these kids that like tried to act like this certain way and thought they were super hood and they really weren't at all. So he's like, it really, I wasn't trying to play a caricature because that actually, I mean, I don't know about now because I don't know about high school shit, but right. now, I, I mean, who knows? But back then, like that was super real. Like there were t- so many white kids that were like really into rap and yeah. like super talking like a certain way and like acting all, you know, whatever. And so he's like, yeah, I wasn't even trying to be a caricature. Like I knew people and I was just like, this is how they would totally dress That's and crazy. talk and act. Yeah. So that was really funny. And then, um, 
Amanda was always Jennifer Love Hewitt because the other woman cast her and I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Peter Facinelli, who is Mike Dexter, he was like, oh my God. He's like, I actually hung out with some jocks in school. And he's like, so I tried to use like different people that I knew. He's like three different guys that I knew were kind of Mike Dexter's. Like, so those are all together. When he went in to read for the audition, he literally got in the room and then started doing push-ups in front of them. Like he totally went in, in character. <laughs> yeah. And just was like acting super jock and really, you know, like super dick. So he got it. Um, and then I have the whole William was recast. And then Charlie, uh, Cosmo, who is William in the, in the film, they were like, he, at first we saw him and he was just way too cool. They're like, he was not this guy at all. His tape was, he actually was at MIT at the time. He was actually in college. So he's a little bit older, I think, than or younger than most of the people in the film because they were all like 20-something. And he was like, they were like, he was drinking a real beer in his videotape. Like he was not like this guy. And then they said once he got there, and then I think one of the, the guy who was the blonde nerdy guy, he was mm-hmm. talking and he was like, I thought I was going to get William. He's like, when they got rid of the other actor, I was like, oh shit, maybe they're going to give me William. And he's like, and then Charlie came in like the next day is like, we had to start. And he was like, oh, I was waiting that whole time to be like, oh, they're going to give it to me. And then Charlie came in <laughs> and, um, and he said, yeah, it was so weird that like in between takes, he was reading these books that were like 2000 pages and doing like science and physics experiments for um. MIT. Like he really was the smart guy, but he was a lot cooler than William. Which I thought really funny. That's that was funny. really funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have for the notes that I took on that. There are some more, but if you're really interested, buy the DVD and check it out. That's but, awesome. uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was super cool. Was I, well, I, cool. I definitely want to see those, um, the extras on that DVD. Yeah, they're really neat. I'm sure you can probably buy the DVD for like fucking $5 now. Like DVDs think, are so yeah, cheap. Yeah, on Amazon, yeah. Yeah, they're so cheap um okay so into the story i'm not gonna list every single thing that happens because it's literally a giant party where multiple things are happening all the time but um i do like that they start with graduation Mm -hmm. so you kind of start do you remember like graduation mine (laughs) yeah like do you remember your high school graduation unfortunately it was you do unfortunately Unfortunately? yeah yeah so like i went to um i mean we went to a private school but like when our, when we went to school, what our um, it, ninth, it went grade? Up to ninth grade, right? Mm-hmm. So we all had to like diverge into like different schools. And I went to this uh, small school called the Lab School of Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think my graduating class was literally fifteen people. Um, oh shit! And you had fourteen, I think. Oh, you did? Oh, for some reason, I thought you had a larger one. I don't know why. No, um, I think we had 14. But I remember the, the awful, cheap Amazon buying type gowns. Um, oh, yeah. And um, I remember crying my eyes out because it was just such an awful experience. Um, being at What, high school? school? Yeah, it was just, it was, educationally, it was amazing. But... Um, social it was just like it was just awful like there was nobody to really socialize with i made yes i made a couple of friends but it wasn't like mclean you know yeah Um, if that makes sense and you didn't have like a group no like a group of friends not really maybe like two but that's it um i mean some say like hey even two is better than none i get it but um i digress um (laughs) 
<laughs> so the way that lab school had their graduation, it was really stupid because so graduation is supposed to be a celebratory day of those people graduating, right? But at the same time, that day, as soon as graduation ended, they had a graduation reunion for the previous graduates. Oh. So it took away from the present graduates, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I didn't understand that. And I was just like, I as soon as graduation ended, I go to my parents. And I'm like, I want to go home now. <laughs> Damn. Because I knew it was going to happen, obviously, right? So I was like, this is stupid. Let's get off the premise. <laughs> damn i don't remember mine that much i mean i just remember i think there's some photos and stuff but yeah i don't really remember i mean it wasn't like that intense it was pretty chill like i went to an alternative high school so um washington ethical but it's a different name now yeah but which sounds like a fucking cult it literally sounds like (laughs) nexium or some shit (laughs) yeah but it was not but yeah so it was like a weird like we just didn't have like traditional anything we had a i think our school was it, it was really cool how we were like very socially integrated like i didn't we had a lot of independence and freedom like we had off campus lunch even when you were like 14 we did um and yeah and people drove and like you know it wasn't i mean not that people don't drive in public school but it was just a very like you know you could jump in the car with someone and you kind of knew upperclassmen it wasn't like Mm -hmm. separate like most people you know big schools like you don't know people you know like not everyone but yeah it was pretty cool but i don't remember that much about it we didn't obviously have one like this where they're like outside and everything uh another film that i was thinking of that starts with the graduation of college is reality bites so I, I thought of that parallel because Winona Ryder is like giving that speech in the beginning about like, you know, graduating and like moving on. It's been forever since I've seen it. I mean, like, I oh, podcast, so but, good. Um, yeah, it's so good. good. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I love how they do the intros of the characters like yearbooks. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And you see Preston and his is just like a super like literary nerd. Like he's a writer and you know, whatever. Denise is going to NYU. I love that her quote is a true friend stabs you in the front. Right. <laughs> that's her quote on there. I thought that was really funny. Um, and then the strawberry pop tart. Like when he reminisces how he first saw Amanda, Amanda, who's Jennifer Love Hewitt. And hey, he's like, you'll never know. If, um, you'll, you can meet your soulmate if you guys share a pop tart. <laughs> That's true. Or you both happen to be eating the same Pop-Tart I mean, that's at the same yeah. time. Yeah, which is really funny. Um, so I like that. And then <laughs> then we meet like Mike Dexter and friends who are like the biggest jocks to ever jock anything. It's just so awful. I was like Peter Faginelli, Freddie Rodriguez, Sean Patrick Thomas, and then that other random dude who was in Buffy. You remember he was in that Buffy episode where he was dead? I was going to ask you. Um, <laughs> he looked really familiar, but I Yeah, I don't know his name. For that. <laughs> yeah, he was it, dead. It was, it was the episode called The Zeppo. It was That's pissing me off for, forever. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. And there's so many different um there's just so many different like wove like weaved stories and everything. Mm-hmm. Um so then you you meet William who's like the geek guy and in his basement with his two friends and they're going to set up mike because he's just been a bully the entire high school time as he would because he just is a douche and i love that their setup is like they're gonna sit on top of the house and then william's gonna like get him drunk and bring him out 
bring him and his jock friends outside and then they're gonna like knock him over the head with chloroform and then like set him up in this weird gay sex position <laughs> right and then take polaroids this is back in the day when i guess being gay was like a horrible thing and like really embarrassing i feel like now who the fuck cares but um they made a big deal that that was like oh you know like it would be really embarrassing for him yeah it just would be funny i don't think it'd be embarrassing that it was a guy i think it would be, it would be really no. funny but um which i thought was super funny and then um then we meet kenny who's the best who's seth green i gotta have sex tonight i love it that's his opening line i gotta have sex tonight and then he has the love kit oh my god that kid is so hilarious <laughs> like he has like feathers and condoms, condoms the Kama Sutra. <laughs> yeah the candle oils it's a lot it's yeah it's a it's a fucking lot. And then also his friend that there are TS2 friends with him that are like just as annoying as he is. But the one friend who has on like the gray tank top, he's the one that we were talking about in Halloween H2O mm. who died in the beginning with Joseph Gordon-Levitt who's like in everything. I think his name is like Brendan something because I actually found out his name. But he's in so many things like just in the back. <laughs> like he's just, it. but he actually yeah, has yeah. speaking lines in this though. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, so the whole time, the whole like kind of main thread of story in the film is that Preston is in love with Amanda and he has been forever. And Mike has just, who's a jock, has just dumped Amanda. So he's like, oh man, like last day of school, like I'm going to finally tell her how much I love her. So the whole film is essentially like him trying to get to her mm-hmm. and all these things happen where, you know, he can, it's just like this whole thing. Um, and then I love how Sabrina, the teenage witch, Melissa Joan Hart is the yearbook girl. Son, yearbook, these are memories, people. <laughs> these are memories frozen in time, people. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm going to name the episode because there's just so many good quotes. But I, I like the memories. For, these are memories frozen in time, people. Like, that's that's a pretty good one. Um, then we meet the Love Burger Band with Travis and Murray from Clueless. Is it weird that I want a shirt like that? <laughs> Dude, the casting, or no, the director woman, Deborah, she was like, I still have that shirt. And I was like, I want one. I want one. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. So Travis and Murray from Clueless, love it. Yeah, I love that. Then we meet all the jocks' girlfriends. There's three of them. One of them's Jamie Presley, mm-hmm. which is massive that she's in this. Uh, I don't know the other two. Like, I don't think I've ever seen them I'm, in anything else. I've seen the one that had, like, the more of a, I know this is going to sound bad, but, like, more of the front buck tooth looking, like, the blonde girl? Yeah, I've seen her before, but I couldn't... I don't... Yeah. I, I gotta go through IMDb again and, and see... Where yeah, and see, like, all the random people. Yeah. And then I said, okay, the Smash Mouth soundtrack really ages this film. I mean... <laughs> you just hear, like, can't get enough of you. Did I ever tell you I saw them live at the 930 Club once? Oh, no. You should have never said that out loud. <laughs> too, too oh, really. on. They're not that bad. They are. They played a fucking support. They played a rally for you, He Who Must Not Be Named oh, no, uh, a little did. while ago, and I was like, well, fuck Smash Mouth. Oh, like, okay. Well, I, didn't ever, I never knew that. <laughs> So <laughs> that's okay it's away, a, this back, yeah this was like 25 years ago or whatever the fuck um was it was it good i i loved it for what it was i mean yeah and they were also known for like doing a lot of songs on the um shrek soundtrack oh okay yeah i've never seen shrek no no oh god never ever yeah i mean i've heard it's really good but no um, let's see. So yeah, <laughs> I love when the the girls are all trying to console Amanda and they're like, it's okay. Don't worry. Like, uh, even though he broke up with you, like you're, he's no Brad Pitt. 
<laughs> and but you were totally Gwyneth, and I was like, right. Bigger sucks. moves, <laughs> totally bigger moves, but prettier. And the, but he's no Brad. <laughs> he I doesn't. And then the girl's like, he's not even Brad Pitt in Twelve Monkeys when he was all dirty and that weird eye. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> I was like, that's a good move. I was like, that's a good movie. You got nominated for an Oscar for that, which we'll have to they cover. That's a really good fucking movie. Though, too. I think USA has like a TV series uh, based on that movie. Yeah, they did. I haven't seen it, but I heard good things about it. I haven't seen it either, yeah. I haven't seen 12 Monkeys in forever. I think it's Me on neither. HBO or something. Yeah, I need to watch that one. Um, so that was really funny. And they're like, Mike is an asshole. An asshole. <laughs> so they're all like hugging and screaming, which is really funny. Um, and then I said, okay, so then um, I think it's, it must be William who like goes over to the keg and there's this guy like manning the keg mm-hmm. with like his two other friends. Why was that guy just like filling up cups? No, like he was, wasn't that, drinking. He was just like, that's the job. Shouting it. Dude, that's the, no, it's not. Guy. He had the, he had a red yeah. shirt on, but that is not, no, that's not no. Mike. No way. No, it's not Mike. No, no, no. Because that's the guy. I just saw this movie, but <laughs> no, no, that's not Mike because Mike, this guy has on like a, he has a different kind of like hair situation, but he's the guy that has the friend with the mesh tank top. Oh, right. Purple yeah. mesh tank top guy. And there's another that. guy sitting with him. Um, but yeah, I thought it was weird that he was like manning the keg. I mean, like he was just like filling up the cups, but he wasn't drinking any. I was like, why are you manning it? I have, I have gone to parties where they do have like a, an attendee. Basically. I guess so. Yeah. I have, every time I've been to a keg party, it's just been there. Like the it's hose just is just there. there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, those too, but yeah. Yeah, you just like tap it out. But I thought it was weird that he was just like filling cups and the guy's like, Do you want a beer? You want one? <laughs> he a beer? And he's like, Yeah, do you want one? And then he drinks it. And he's like, Nobody the drink the beer. <laughs> the beer is bad. And they're all like, It tastes fine to me. And then he's like, Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then I love uh then you see Kenny. Kenny's like constantly looking for some girl to sleep with him. Mm-hmm. So he's like Popping around, and then he goes over to ding ding ding. Did you figure out who Ashley was? Because it took me a minute, and then I had to Google it. Um, Leslie Grossman, right? No, 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 no. She's the girl talking to the girl who's crying. The no, no, girl. yeah. No, this is before that. Oh, um, ooh. she has like the preppy outfit on. She has like a like a sweater that's like tied over her neck and like pearls. Like she looks really like that, super preppy from the Brady Bunch movie. No no she could have been i haven't seen those she is the fucking werewolf in season four of buffy no way that he yeah what's her name not Um, violet veruca veruca yeah yeah yeah. that's her because i looked her up and i was like she's in 90210 she was one of kelly taylor's stalkers in like our early 90210 season but she's also the fucking werewolf in buffy Oh, which is so, so crazy. Cool. I was like, oh my God, so cool. And then I love that she's like, he's telling her like, remember back in the day when like we were playing spin the bottle and you were like looking at me and giggling with your girlfriend. She's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you had Cheetos in your braces oh, yeah. and nobody wanted to tell you. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and she's like, we called you Chester Cheetah. <laughs> and that was really funny. But yeah, that's her. I really like Oh, that. that's so cool. And then he goes up to Clea Duvall from the faculty mm-hmm. listen to that episode really good and he's like hey you want to dance she's like i'm allergic <laughs> allergic to dancing yep. allergic to dancing <laughs> and she just like walks away <laughs> um it's so funny and then we get like the first interaction of preston and amanda and i think he's like trying to like 
he says something and then tries to like, she turns and he tries to talk to her. And then that fucking annoying guy who everyone knows is like, Hey man, remember when we were like doing all this and telling these super embarrassing stories mm-hmm. and then she hears it. But I thought it was really funny. Then we get to Mary Cherry, who is also in the opposite of sex, which is going to come out. I didn't out. realize that she was in that movie. Yeah. She's in one. She's the school. She's like one of the students at the school. When the news comes to, the school and opposite of sex and is like, what's happened with this teacher? And they actually interview her. And I was like, Mary Cherry, same year too, 98. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it's really cool. And, and then she was in popular right after that. I love that. Yeah. Cause that, that, that and that only had what? Two seasons. Three popular. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish they brought that back. <laughs> I know that was such a good show. Mm-hmm. And the first season was way better than the second. Definitely. The second got like, Whoa, it was stretching. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit much, but um then we get yeah mary cherry's talking to that girl who's like i don't care who it is i'll sleep with anyone <laughs> and then he like, falls back <laughs> he like is listening and then he just like falls back in the chair and he's like okay i'll be right back i'll be right back so this is when he goes to the bathroom and he's like prepping his he's, like, like love himself and like smelling so, his armpit so funny this is probably one of my one of my most favorite scenes when he's like reading the Kama Sutra and he's like balancing on like the tub and he's like trying to like figure out how to do this. And he's like, wait, should I put the Jimmy hat on now or nah, that ain't going to work. Can, <laughs> like, you, can you answer me one question about that scene? Because what? I don't know if I miss it because I do miss, I tend to miss a lot, but what? why did he grab the hairdryer? Oh, he was trying to dry his... I think he was doing something. I think he was, like, drinking water after taking those, like, breath mints. Oh. And then he was... And then the cup spilled on on the front of his pants. Because I totally... And he was like, oh, shit, she's going to think I have that premature evacuation. Oh. <laughs> and that's why he grabs the dryer oh, and he's, like, dancing, like, grooving. And then that's when she, like, walks... Right. That's when, like, Denise, Denise walks in and she's like, what yeah. the fuck? Okay. Get out! No, I mean, get out! Close the door! <laughs> And then she's like trapped in there with him. That's and a then bathroom, by the way. Yeah, I like how it has like the ivy painted in the sink. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of cool. It's super nineties too. Very. A like very like illustrated sink, which is kind of weird. Um, and then obviously we get Denise gets the brownie thrown on her uh, before she gets trapped in the bathroom, yeah. and that's the guy from Six Feet Under, which I thought was really funny. Um, so then of course, William is supposed to be doing this whole plan of like setting up the jocks and he gets wasted and he had that little card that he was supposed to look at. If it was blurry, like he would, you know, he would find out that like he was drunk, but it was already blurry. So he's like, fuck. So he's totally wasted. And that's when he says that like, I can't feel my legs. I have no legs. And then everyone's like jumping and screaming. Oh, which I thought was super funny. Um, and then we see another, what, Selma Blair? Mm-hmm. She's on that swing. Um, with, And then I think Mike Dexter is like, oh, hey, like, I broke up with Amanda. Like, what's up? And they're like, nah. And I think she has, like, one line. She's Didn't like, you yeah. call us skanks or something? <laughs> yeah, we thought you called us skanks. And he's like, oh, he told you that? <laughs> and then we just leave. Right. Um, and then I love also one of my favorite lines, which is a little too long for the title but one of my favorite lines is the two geeks are up on the roof like we see them periodically and then one of them goes hey isn't this the weekend you're supposed to meet your girlfriend from the internet oh my god (laughs) that was a very 90s moment now it's like pretty normal but it was kind of funny that like back then like that was the weird thing to do and uh and he's like yeah but she has a photo shoot in fiji or something (laughs) he's like oh bummer yeah i guess that's a price you have to pay for dating christy turlington (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, catfish already. <laughs> so funny. And then also we get that really funny thing where like uh, Preston's letter that he wrote to Amanda, like it just pops up everywhere. Yeah. Like it's outside. This girl brings it inside the way they like bring it to her like accidentally. And then she reads it and she like doesn't know who Preston is. And which is so oh, know, weird. So, bad. <laughs> so weird that she's just like, doesn't know. I mean, I guess it's a, probably a big school, but it's just so weird that she's like, what the fuck? Everyone is just trying to like get on me. And this is crazy. I was like, wh- the whole time I was like, why are you at this party? Right. Like why? <laughs> you just look completely miserable the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> the whole time. You're just wandering from place to place. No one's talking to you. Only her friends who are like bitchy behind her back. So I was like, why is she even at this party? I would have left. It's just yeah. kind of nuts. Um, so then we flash back to Denise and Kenny in the bathroom and they're like trapped in the bathroom. So they knew each other from elementary school, which I think is really funny. She's like, yeah, like you thought you were too cool when we hit junior high and then you never talked to me again. So I was like, oh, it must be a small town mm-hmm. where like they all went to the same school or whatever. Um, another aging, uh, <laughs> another aging nineties moment was the fact that like Barry Manilow was playing on this radio station and he heard Mandy, um, Preston and he was like, it's written about Amanda. It's a sign. I have to find out. So he like leaves the party I think Amanda has told him, like, I think he found that letter and he was like, Amanda. And she doesn't know. Obviously, it's Preston. And he was like, uh, I'm in love with you. And she's like, no, wait, stop. And then she just completely loses yeah. it on him. And it's just like, you think I'm going to strip off my clothes and do you? Right. <laughs> like, just because this guy broke up with me. Never. You make me sick. And that's when he's, like, moping and listening to Barry Manilow. And then um, he's like. They're like, oh, you can call into the radio station to talk to me. And he's so desperate to get answers. (laughs) So desperate that he goes into a phone booth, another 90s moment. um, Where he, when he gets into that, yeah, gets into that phone booth. And then he's like trying to call. And then Jenna Elfman, this fucking weird Scientologist, like shows up. And obviously she's dressed as an angel. (laughs) She's like, Ripper Angel. (laughs) Yeah, talking about Scott Bayo, who's also a supporter of He Who Must Not Be Named. So, like, fuck fuck that. Yeah, he's like the big star that he has and who the fuck cares about Scott Bayo. But um yeah, and that's really funny. I was like, where is she now? Jenna Elfman. Didn't she I have don't... that show with uh was she in the show with Ryan Reynolds or no? I don't think so. What was that pizza place show? Two guys, oh, a girl. That's the one that he was in. Something else. Right? Yeah, that's the one that uh what's his name? Reynolds was in. Oh she yeah Dharma and Greg, that's right. Yeah. That's the show that she was in. Wow. Yeah, I guess she's still around, but that's kind of it. Yeah, that's so weird that she was in that. Um, yeah, so she's this angel, which is so rude that he was on the phone and she just, like, goes in the phone booth and just, like, like hangs up. I was like, um, what? Like, why would you do that? That's so right. rude. Like, I, yeah. I thought that was super weird. Anyway, so she's like, I was all these people were like drunk all over me, all these guys. And my, my emergency is a little bit more important than yours. I was like, God, when the times of fighting over one goddamn payphone, like, one. yeah. Cause he was crazy. like, there's other payphones. She's like, Oh yeah, they're broken or something. They're broken. I need to use this. And he's like calling Barry Manilow. And she's like, <laughs> what? And then she like hangs up on him. And then she says that like fate, because he thinks it's fate. Like that's why he's going to like talk to Amanda mm-hmm. finally. And she's like, everyone says different things about fate throughout the film. And one of the ones that she says is like, 
Um, fate can only take you so far, but once you get there, it's up to you to make it happen, um, which is pretty cool. And Denise says something a little bit later, too, about fate. Um, <laughs> then we get the the band, who hasn't even played anything yet, Love Burger. Nope. <laughs> they like fight and fight and fight. Fucking Murray from Clueless is like, I want to wear the hat. <laughs> oh, the cowboy hat, yeah. Yeah, the cowboy hat. And he's like, listen, Hootie. And he's like, Hootie? <laughs> Another really 90s moment. Hootie and Blowfish. I saw them like, live, too. Did you? Yeah. At, uh, were they at, any good? Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, I mean, I, they're not bad. The lead singer now is like a country star. That was actually... Oh, that was my first concert, I think. Hootie? Either Hootie... No, Spice Girls was my first one, and then... Hootie and the Buffets. Yeah. Oh, wow. Spice Girls is cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, pretty legit. This must have been pretty legit. Um, and then uh, I said, oh, yeah, that's when Guns N' Roses happens. And, like, the band storms off the stage, like, at, in the house and, like, fights. And, and yeah, because they're, like, that- technically, <laughs> like, broken up. I think they, like, declared breaking up or something. Yeah, they're like, that's it. This is our first yeah. gig. And then they break up. And then that random dude who's also in weird stuff who comes up and plays the boom box. He's like, I'll be the DJ. And oh, then he puts like on the Paradise City. Yeah, with like the reddish hair. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what his name is, but he's in random stuff. And then he comes he comes in and puts on Guns N' Roses on this like giant boom box, <laughs> which is another like super 90s moment that everyone used to play that. And that's when we get like probably one of the best scenes is when William's like, paradise city turns into axel rose and then he like and, crowd surfs yeah <laughs> i was like this is what i picture tiktok houses now <laughs> like yeah. just people just jumping and like making videos and running around and i said will is a stud now whoa <laughs> and these girls <laughs> are like fighting to hook up with him and he's just totally lost sight of the plan now mike is like the last person that he's thinking about um and then we get mike is like outside on that bench and then jerry o'connell sits down who looks about 35. He's supposed to be like one year out of high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, he looks way old. He was just he in Scream 2. Yeah, he was just in Scream 2 the year before as Sydney's boyfriend. Lame. He was the lame one. I was like, he's supposed he, to be a freshman? He was cute, though. He was cute in Scream 2, not in this one. You know, you think? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little bit oh it's uh, no. too rosy for me but yeah <laughs> yeah he was married to what rebecca no he wasn't yeah, married to her yet no no mm-mm. she was with stamos they probably. were dating yeah yeah or okay something. yeah um and then we get that really funny bit of jason siegel as that stoner eating the watermelon where yeah. amanda's like what is preston where what does he look like and they're like well he's kind of tall <laughs> yeah, he wears shirts sometimes, and he's always saying funny stuff. Yeah, he's like Preston, Preston, <laughs> and then they're all like, "Yeah, man, you know Preston." And she's like, "So he's kind of tall, and he wears shirts sometimes." <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, man, I love it." That was Jason Siegel, but right before Freaks and Geeks, because that came out the next year, which is like, oh my god, one of my favorite shows ever. I said again, why is Amanda still at this party? <laughs> that was my question throughout the whole thing was like why the fuck is she still here it's kind of nuts um denise and kenny hook up oh it's cute i like them together um and then we get as far as any good movie house party goes the fucking cops come and just totally like 
ruin everything. And but it's really funny to see. Have like you ever had? So many, there's so many of them. There's like ten of them. There's so many. Yeah, and there's so many people. I was gonna say, have you ever been to a party where the cops have been called? No. Um. Ooh, oh, never ever. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. I remember there was one time at my mom's house when she was out of town, of course. Um, and Ooh, hope you're not listening. No, right. But not, not, I think it was like toward the end of the party anyway. It was bordering on like three or four o'clock in the morning. Um, and I remember seeing like cop lights from afar. Mm-hmm. But, but they never no actually one, came. No one out. ever came to the house. Yeah. Oh, weird. And like I've I, been re- to I remember I like, scrambling and turning off all the lights and then waiting for at least like half an hour to go by. <laughs> but nothing happened. So we oh, wow. Like, okay. I've been to one party where the cops were called, but it was in no way like the way this was. It wasn't like intense. It wasn't like them rolling up in the fucking yard, you know, like mm-hmm. pulling up and then like everyone's running and screaming. It was basically just like, yo, like get out. You guys are causing too much problem everyone needs to go everyone needs to go like it wasn't like as intense as this was yeah but obviously it's for the film but yeah like i I mean but like i I just couldn't get over how many cops i'm like what (laughs) yeah there's so many but there were definitely like 300 people that fucking happens yeah so they probably were like we need a lot of people and then i don't know if they ever say where it is either no they don't say what year they don't they don't say where it is either yeah, because I think it, it's supposed to be, like, East Coast for some reason. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I feel like it is, even though it's filmed in California, but I definitely feel like it's has an East Coast kind of vibe. Um, <laughs> then we get, like, Mike has this, like, really weird fight with Amanda where he's like, I want I want you to, like, come back. And she's like, what? Yeah, right, in front of the whole party. Like, fuck yeah. you. I'm not taking you back. So then Mike's all, like, sad, and William comes over, and they're drunk. And they're like consoling each other. And then they, and then he's like, he remembers like, Oh shit, I gotta get him outside. So he like walks outside and then the two geeks like trap both of them. Mm-hmm. And then they do the whole like Polaroid, like compromising positions plan. And then they find out that it's William. They're like, Oh shit, it's William. And then they're like, let's go. And of course, Blink 182's damn it's like playing in the background. I just, loved Blink 182. Yeah. Same. They had a lot of really good albums. Oh yeah. Like totally, they have like really good. Are they still making music? Do you know? Um, I think so. I feel like they had something that came out not too long ago. Tom DeLonge had Angels and Airwaves, which was really good. Mm -hmm. I really like that one. It's really good. Um, and then (laughs) yeah, the yeah the cops find like uh, William and Mike like, and they put him in the drunk tank and everything. And then one of my favorite lines is when we go back to like Kenny and Denise and they've just hooked up, and then she's just like. So, um, it gets better. <laughs> he's like, what? And she's like, I mean, you can go for longer. <laughs> and he's like, uh, what are you trying to say? And she's like, well, I mean, just because like, we haven't done it before. Like, and he's like, oh, so you think you're some kind of expert? Cause you did it one time and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh God. So then they kind of have this like really funny tiff, but I thought that was really funny. Um, so then, then we flash in the next morning. This is one of those things where like everything happens in this one night. And then Preston's leaving, and then Denise like finally tells him, like, yeah, so I hooked up with Kenny. And he's like, What? Oh my god, Kenny Fisher? And she's like, Yeah, I guess I'll take this. I guess I should have taken this to the grave. Yeah. Yeah. 
foam on his mouth and stuff. I know. Yeah, he like is in the the diner like right there, and yeah. he's, he's just like, oh my god. And then um, he talks about like fate again. He's like, well, she's like, well, did you find Amanda? Like, what happened? And he's like, no, like I guess it just, I guess fate is it, maybe it's all bullshit. And then she's just like, I do think there's a thing as fate. It just works in a really fucked up way sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, especially in your case. <laughs> with kenny which is really funny and then we got like one of my favorite scenes is when he is at the train station going to like boston i think Mm -hmm. to do like some kind of thing before college and then amanda shows up and then they finally get this like you know they finally get the like happy ending moment and then we find out that like he left on the train like seven hours later and they're still together and she wrote him letters when like every day yeah Yeah, every day which i was like oh another 90s moment writing letters i mean (laughs) every day and i love the follow-ups too like mike i think mike ended up like gaining 40 pounds like lost his football scholarship moved back home, worked at a car wash, and then, like, got fired because, like, the Polaroids came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was really funny. And then, like, Denise and Kenny, like, broke up, then found a bathroom and got back together, which I thought was really funny. And then um, William, the nerd, was, like, he was, like, the most popular guy in Harvard and ended up, like, founding some software company and dating a supermodel, like, after school, which I thought was super funny. Um, yeah, so that's all I have for my notes there. It's a, it, it really is a good movie. I mean, it's really funny. It's great. It's been a while since I've seen this, and because um, I think I've seen it, other than seeing it originally with you guys, I maybe saw it twice after that. Oh, I always thought you had it on DVD for some reason. I had it on VHS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then I never rebought it, I guess. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I've had it for so long. I've had like the tape and the DVD. It was like one of my faves. It's a good movie to just throw on. And it's on Prime. So check it out there. It's, so, cool. it's so funny. Um, when I was uh, going on Amazon yesterday, they were like, here's some, uh, here's some watching options. And it was like, watch free with ads or pay, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hmm, choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. They have it like free with ads on like IMDb TV. It's just weird that they have like movies that are free I with ads. Didn't know they had an IMDb TV. Yeah, that's what it says on Prime. Oh, interesting. Like usually when you have things with ads, it's usually like IMDb TV. Oh, so weird. Okay. Yeah, that they're like streaming it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It was on Netflix it, for the longest time. Yeah, so I think it just recently. We were gonna do this like two months ago. Mm-hmm. I kept being like, can't hardly wait, can't hardly wait, and then I was just like, we, something. Oh, we did the scary movies. Mm-hmm. So that like came up first but what do you have for music notes Food. i didn't take any notes because there are just so many but what do you what are your standouts well for my uh for my standouts so there was like third eye blind smash mouth um blink 182 buster rhymes missy elliott parliament uh the flashlight I yeah um run dmc it's tricky oh yeah um the replacements like you said yeah. the title song the title song um Guns and Roses, and then there's this band called Yazoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the last song in the in the movie called Only You. Mm-hmm. It was really funny because um, the other day, Justin and I went to a drag show, but it wasn't like a normal drag show. It was a drag version of Little Shop of Horrors. Okay, I've never seen that. And it was, oh, you've never seen it with Rick no. uh, Moranis? Uh-uh. Uh, it's so good. 
It's so cute. one time I went to one of those performances and someone did a song and I was like, I have no idea what this is. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what is this from? I, don't I, even know I think you is. might like it. I think you might like it. Um, it's a it's a great movie about a uh, man eating plant, and um, but this this drag version incorporated the predator, uh, creature from the black lagoon, and um, one eyed one horned per- uh, flying purple people eater. Oh, can't, okay. Can't say that. <laughs> um, but it was funny because there, there's this one scene in the musical where the creature from the black lagoon. Um, is like lusting over um, some guy in the movie, and she and, and they she lip syncs to only you. It's it's just really funny. Oh, and I was oh, like for the longest time going, okay, I know I've heard this song before. I can't I can't I, I don't know where. And then all of a sudden, Justin and I are watching the movie and we're like, wow, that's really funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny that that's the song that yeah that was no, and it's it, it's a great song. Um, but. Um, it, it was interesting to me when um, I was researching all these notes and everything um, that there's so many songs that weren't on the soundtrack. There's like, at least you can make two or three more CDs. It's crazy. Yeah. Cause um, even Barry Manilow's Mandy that was oh yeah advertised throughout this whole movie is not even on the soundtrack. <laughs> It's so weird because I'm sure that there's some type of like licensing deal where like yeah. to actually sell it, and it probably costs way more money to have like Barry Manilow, um, and even a Sublime song, which um one of my favorite, one of my favorite Sublime songs, um, "Caress Me Down." That's oh, not that's right. that's yeah, in the that movie, but it's not in the soundtrack. There's so many. Like I think one of the most famous movies that has the most disappointing soundtrack is Empire Records, because yeah. like. Every song oh that's in Empire Records that's like loud that you hear that you know is in the film mm-hmm. is not on the soundtrack. There's like two songs on the soundtrack that you know, and they're and or maybe three, and everything else you're like, when did they play this? But then like this is in the background. And like I know nothing about making movies or or soundtracks, and I probably most likely never will. But if well, you never know, but yeah, that's true. But if you're getting, if you're making a movie and you have those songs in the movie, you already have a license agreement, right? Yeah. So but the thing is, well, the thing is, is that I believe I, again, don't know anything either. This is all just speculation, mm-hmm. but I think that when you have it in the film, it's different than putting it on a soundtrack, which sells. Because then if you put on a soundtrack, the soundtrack is usually put out by a certain label, right? So let's say Uh, like Warner Brothers or whatever did the soundtrack for this. Mm -hmm. But let's say Barry Manilow is under Sony. Uh Now Sony is going to want like, okay, well, we need Uh, a cut of that because we're letting you put it and sell it. Not just put it, you pay to have it just in the film and like heard, that's fine. But if you're going to start selling it, they want to get profits. Gotcha. And I'm assuming that like maybe they couldn't come to agreement. I don't know how music supervisor like that job i would love that job but i don't think it's a big deal like i was gonna think like the first show i remember really hearing or like seeing on tv that used music a lot was dawson's creek Mm -hmm. like i think that was the first because i remember at the end of the season or the end of the episode they'd be like tonight's episode had oh yeah Mm -hmm. and they would show the album cover and they would play like the snippet of the song not every song there were still some that weren't in there but then after a while like now i mean i'm trying to think of another teen show like i watch riverdale right Mm -hmm. they don't have any music in riverdale hardly hardly i mean they might have one but it's never like i feel like soundtracks are just not a thing anymore they used to really make the movies. They used to really like 
you know, like a song you heard really, you know, like it just kind of helped a lot. But now I feel like soundtracks are just not, they're not the same. I mean, movies aren't the same either. No. So, you know, like the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, like they had some soundtracks that were just bigger than life. Like that soundtrack was massive. Oh yeah. So it was and the even coolest how, one. Yeah. Didn't they make like a volume two of Romeo and Juliet like a year later? Yeah. Instrumental. Yeah. Oh, that, uh-huh. well, no, yeah, with, like actual, some other like quotes and stuff from the movie. It was instrumental. It was oh, all of oh, the like oh. opera type I, songs, like I, the song when uh, they yeah. die. Mm-hmm. Like that song. And they had some quotes in the middle, but no, it wasn't. And they had some like instrumentals of like young hearts run free mm-hmm. and like kissing you and like all that stuff. But, but yeah, they, I feel like they don't do I mean, now it's all on Spotify. Like, you know, they just, they don't like now it used to be like CDs and like the CD would come out before the movie yeah. and like the singles would be on the radio. So you would know like, Oh, this is from that movie, you know, like, and you just buy it. Actually, it's Super- really, it's really funny as um we, as Justin and I, or I watch um, a TV show and there's music or something, I'll just put on my Shazam if I don't know it. Yeah. So Shazam. I've got this like long list of stuff that I just want to like download. Yeah. Put it on your Spotify or, or that. Yeah. Or fucking Apple music. I don't know. I read some bullshit about Spotify the other day, like how they're giving the artists even less money now really, or something. So I was trying to ask uh, Jules since she's a musician. I was like, is there an alternate, like, should I be using Apple music? Cause I'll, get rid of my spotify and just pay for apple like who gives you more money yeah so i need to ask her that because i was like spotify already doesn't pay them they pay them like if you're like an independent artist not talking about like drake or whoever is like number one but like if you're an independent artist you get like some crazy thing like a fifth of a cent per play like it's nuts you have to really? have your stuff played over a million times to even get somewhat of a check yeah, yeah. it's crazy that's insane yeah it's really crazy it's like a really ridiculous rate and now of course they want I'm sure they're probably they they want to now give you less money for bumping your song up in the algorithm. I mean, say like you're an artist like that has been around forever, like Madonna or I don't know, fucking Mariah Carey. Like even that, even that doesn't that doesn't help. Like well, no, because they get played around. For, oh well, they get the. I think the rate is is the same, but I think as they get more exposure because people are searching for Madonna, mm. people are searching for Mariah Carey. Like they're like top tier artists. If you're just like independent and you just have a small group of friends or fans, how do you expect to grow when they won't even push your music up and gotcha. put it in playlists and like promote it somehow? But now they're trying to be like, oh well, we'll move your song up in the algorithm if you take a lesser cut i'm like they're already making nothing like how are independent bands supposed to even do that big bands don't even need to have their shit promoted because people are searching for them Mm. so it doesn't really matter it really sucks so i'm gonna look into that and maybe apple music's better i don't know who pays more but uh, that that would be good to know uh so yeah i don't have any music notes i just had like yeah pretty much what you had like there's so many great songs in this movie Oh yeah, I mean, so good, so many. <laughs> uh, so fashion, you don't? Do you have any notes for fashion? You I only, you, right? I only have a little bit, and um, like we were talk- talking off air. Um, I have Seth Green's uh stuff, which was like the goggles and the I say UFO type jeans, but they're called Jinkos. Thank you. Um, yeah. and, like the oversized shirt. Um. Yeah, and the jacket. Like, I want to say, like, he was probably more a stable character for fashion. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Just to write notes on. Um, I did say Jennifer Love Hewitt's outfit with, like, the spaghetti noodle noodle top. 
and like the <laughs> spaghetti and, noodle. I don't like know spaghetti, spaghetti strap. <laughs> so funny. God damn it. Um, and uh, like pencil skirt looking thing. <clears throat> um, that and was the like, blues. Yeah, it was like yeah. blue. It was like- um, that was really fashionable back then. And then I mentioned that one guy with um the tank top under the blue mesh shirt. I've never seen that. You said it was like a fashion statement. It was a thing. I, not every that. guy, but yeah, I'd seen it before. Um, but that's pretty much all I had. Um, it was definitely very nineties. Um, super like late nineties, like crazy, like just shit that we probably wouldn't wear today. I think. I mean, who knows? I have. Let's see what the only note that I have that's different than yours was um preston uh ethan Embry has that super cool at the end he has that super cool like red jacket that looks like it's possibly suede but i'm not sure that one's super cool i like that one a lot and yeah kenny has the jinkos which are like the god those pants are so crazy but they're like i don't know they're kind of sort of coming back i think i'm not sure um yeah that's kind of all i had for fashion i guess those were just like the really weird notes hey okay Okay, sorry technical (laughs) difficulty no it's Um, okay i saw the little green button but then i didn't see hers and i was like oh fuck oh no sorry Um, no it's okay i can just edit um, i call her clarissa but it's melissa joan hart um oh yeah little like pink like outfit baby spice <laughs> baby spice she, she looked like baby oh, no. spice she totally looked like baby spice she um i call her sabrina i yeah. forgot about clarissa yeah yeah i call her sabrina like sabrina the teenager. actually just... surprising um clarissa is supposed to be coming back soon really like yeah. like with another um, younger actress no 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 with melissa joan hart oh is ferguson gonna be in it that i wasn't don't it, wasn't that his know. wasn't that her sister or brother brother yeah um yeah that, that i don't know i just read in on, somewhere on the internet that she was because she has that that production company what's called like heart something oh, yeah heart something production heart something yeah. productions yeah that she was interested in bringing it back and they're working on it right now oh um, wow and the same with like punky brewster what's her name soleil moonfry oh soleil moonfry yeah oh the l is that her real name yeah that's her real name that's like her actual name. Uh huh. Wow. Um, but she's bringing Punky Booster Booster back. That was actually supposed to be released like two years ago, I think. Um, oh wow. So I think it's still in production. Oh. Okay. Um, but I do have a couple of, if it's okay with you, to tell you, to tell you about some of the cutscenes. Oh yeah, yeah. What are some of the cutscenes? Um. So because Am- my favorite scenes, I kind of already talked about. Yeah. So yeah, um, I want to know about the cutscenes. So some of the cutscenes, um, Seth Green said there's like about 40 minutes to an hour of cutscenes. That's but, crazy. Yeah, right. But some of the the ones that um I wanted to talk about was so the actress Amber Benson, who oh, that's also, right, yeah, she was in a also in Buffy, um, as Willow's girlfriend. She um there's this one scene where she's on ecstasy, and um Seth Green, uh Seth Green's character is like trying to hit on her. But you can see her in the movie. She's like completely staring at a banana, but it's very quick. Yeah, I saw that. Um, right before they cut to like the beer scene. Um, so that was one scene that was cut. And then Eric Balfour's character is making pot brownies in the kitchen. 
trying to figure out how to make them. His girlfriend says, oh, you got to make the the butter first. But then he just like puts the, the weed into the brownies. Uh-huh. So that was interesting to me. And then um, Jason Siegel's character, watermelon guy, um, takes out a frozen watermelon with vodka in it. People come f- like rushing. They want to do it. They want to try it. And then all of a sudden it's, it, um, drops on the floor and like splatter shatters everywhere. Oh, damn. And then, you know, so is that why when he makes the brownies, the girl's like, dude, these brownies suck. Yeah. Cause I was like, why do they suck? Like, right. Yeah. yeah, It wasn't because he didn't, he didn't didn't make the butter. Yeah. And then, you know how, like there's that scene where everyone's like opening the fridge, but like nothing's shown, but like, Oh yeah. They're like, (laughs) that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. So, uh there was a dildo in there oh is that what it was yeah but it's not explained so you're just like as an audience member you're just like what the fuck are they laughing at yeah totally um that but yeah i mean that's just some of the scenes but um if they added all those then it would have been a braided r and you know yeah that's so that sucks i mean granted now thank god we're kind of in this like different like ratings are a little bit weird because now we have like fucking netflix and stuff yeah. So like, there's definitely a niche for that kind of film now, but that sucks when the suits get involved and try to like make it lame. Like, you just know, make it real. Make it go real. To, go to Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Right. God. Yeah. Now well, at least like, people can the sell things to Hulu. And that, yeah. Yeah. And it's not. Bombs are are dropped everywhere. You can do it. Are totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they have those teen shows that are like 13 reasons why like about like suicide and like crazy shit like that. I've only seen the first so like seasons. there's one Yeah, it's not for me. It's yeah. not really my vibe. But I mean they just have like no censors on like younger shows now. Mm-hmm. You know, but granted this, this is like 22 years ago, so this is quite a while that <laughs> things have evolved. But um yeah, what are your um what are your favorite scenes? I don't really need to say mine i mean i can they're just kind of the same but uh, yeah i don't know my favorite my favorite scenes are um like i said earlier with uh lictor's character going off on uh singing to uh guns and roses um I think oh that yeah that's pretty good one where he's like redeeming his like nerdism and he's just like completely like i don't care how anyone views me you know kind of thing yeah he's um, wasted and i mean and i like the bathroom scene with uh denise and special k yeah it's so funny i think i like i like special k's intro the most when he's in the convenience store like (laughs) yeah like that's so funny i like that Um, why you gotta waste my flavor damn (laughs) (laughs) i mean just his isms are are hilarious and i can i couldn't see anybody else do them no and in the in the featurette that i was watching like I think Murray is sitting with him, like Donald Faison. I call oh, him Murray yeah. from Clueless, but I don't. I think I he's mean, just the drummer of the band. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Dude, you stole the show." He's like, "I mean, you like, really I, I think you, yeah." He's like, "I think you know that, like, you stole the show." And he was like, "Well, I wasn't even trying to either. Like, I was literally just making fun." And and then one other guy who was the reminiscing guy, the guy who like tells all those embarrassing stories, he was talking about it, and he was like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Back in the day, like, this was before Eminem. Like, there were just no like that was just like." a thing people did, but there wasn't like any representation in real life. So this was literally like him himself, just like pretending to be these kind of guys that he went to school with. Yeah. Well, it's just so funny because, um, they, they make it seem like, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is like the main character, 
but yeah, she but really, not. she really isn't, and that's why that's when you're like, oh, okay, Ethan Embry and uh, Seth Green are like the most prominent characters in the whole film. Mm-hmm. Um, and even William, yeah, you see him a fair amount too, and like Mike, like they all have pretty even. They're probably like it's such an ensemble cast. I mean, it's it's massive. There's just so many people in the movie. Yeah, which is just so funny. I love it. <laughs> um, what's your favorite like '90s moment? Or- okay, I have the lack of cell phones. Yeah. I like um, the phone booth and calling a cab from a phone booth. I thought was super 90s. And then also another 90s moment at the very end when Amanda's at her house and she's like in her room and she has all those photos printed out around her mirror. Oh, yeah, that was that's I, I, super 90s where it's like her and Mike, I think. And she's like throwing the photos away. I did that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was super 90s because people had like printed photos because oh, you yeah. went to the fucking one hour photo place. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I, that's all I had for my most 90s moment. Mine was What about uh, you. Did you have any? My favorite 90s moment or the one that really sticks out is like the slow motion entrance <laughs> mm-hmm. to sneaker pimps. Oh god! Take me right? down. <laughs> six underground. Yeah, I mean, like most '90s films had like at least one slow motion entrance. Did they have a good slow mo in Clueless? Kind of when she came down the stairs when Christian was there. Yeah, she kind the of had this press. like slow. Yeah, yeah like slow. Yeah, like and the little hair body. flip. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love Clueless. Oh, uh, it's one of it's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's definitely like <laughs> my all time. It's up there. Like Clueless is definitely up there. So is the craft. Have you watched the new craft yet? You know, I haven't because Oh, you haven't. So mm-hmm. what is I will is, not. Is so don't Amazon? ask me to review it. <laughs> Amazon is uh, is asking for a rental price of like what, like twenty bucks? N- almost yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Or you ah. buy, or you could buy it for twenty three ninety nine. So then I asked Justin, I'm like, hey, why don't we watch this? And he goes, I would I would be down with with renting it if we had a bunch of people yeah but even 20 bucks to yeah, rent it but who lot. wants to buy it so we're gonna like i don't want to buy we're it. gonna give it a couple more days and then like see if we could pirate it oh yes see if we can find it streaming oh don't do that kids it's illegal <laughs> it's illegal but accepted <laughs> but, but i mean really. you can find it somewhere <laughs> we're not gonna tell you where but you can just figure it out yourself <laughs> like and people know at this point how to watch it but yeah i will not review it um one of my buddies, uh, Jacob, keeps uh, writing all these Instagram comments under of some of the, the posts. On the new one and some of the other ones, he'll be like, is this the Kraft remake? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> like, he'll just he'll just literally I be mean, like, Kraft remake. And it, I'm like, shut up, Jacob. It's blasphemous. So like, it is. I mean, certain, like, some reboots, and I keep saying this, but, like, some reboots are okay. Some... Uh, what do they call them? Instead of a reboot, it's called like a re-image or something, which is basically the same God. thing, in my opinion. Yeah, it's but, the same thing. <laughs> um, some are okay, but especially something like that, you just can't no, do it. No, it's and a it, classic. Yeah, and it's been rumored for, God, like five years now, something like yeah, that. Yeah, like more. a long time. And then to all of a sudden like go, oh, we're releasing it. I mean you know that was a rush job. <laughs> it has to be. Like, why didn't they have them as, like, their kids or something? Which, like, they're... Like, in a lot of um, continued stories, so, like, that's accepted. Yeah. I, 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 have, I have no idea. And then for... Especially for neither of them to want to participate in it, that really says something. 
Who, Robin Tooney and Feruza? Yeah. Like, Are they the two? I don't know if they were asked or not, but like, uh, what was it? Are any of them in it? Like any of the four? Not to my knowledge. No, right. Um, but like when when they were um, coming up with the reboot for Charmed, right? They originally asked, it's horrible. Is um, that still on? Yeah. I mean, oh. the first season's okay, but still, it's not like the original. Right? The original Charmed. So yeah. originally they asked um, Holly Murray Combs and the others, they were like, do you want to be a part of it? Originally, I think Holly said yes. The others two, the other two were like, "Fuck this." Um, Wait, this is Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. They and asked Rose McGowan. Okay, Alyssa Milano, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, "Fuck that." So Holly was going to appear before the first season aired, and then she was she pulled it and she was like, "No." Oh, maybe but, they read the script and they were like, "No." But uh, what what's her name? Um, you just said her name. Nev Campbell, Feruza no. Balk, Rachel True. No. Oh, Rose me. McGowan. Rose McGowan. Sorry. Rose wow. McGowan. I'm old. Um, Rose McGowan still to this day makes little like YouTube videos and, and other TikTok videos or something like blaspheming the, uh, the new Charmed. She's like, this is so oh, yeah. dumb. This is awful. Oh, God. I don't know. It's Was she in it till the very end? Or did she leave early? Rose McGowan? Um, yeah. Uh, I think she was in it to the end. Yeah, I know that, like, Nev, uh, not Nev Campbell, what's her name? Uh, Shannon Doherty. She replaced Shannon Doherty, right? Yeah, because they But killed- she was a different sister. Yeah, they killed... Yeah, she wasn't, like, the same. They person. killed Shannon, Doherty off, Sh- Shannon Doherty's character off um, because, according to multiple sources, Shannon was being a bitch. So they Yeah, and it's Aaron Spelling again, which is crazy because she her. already worked... Yeah. Yeah, she already worked with him in 90210. And it was like the same, that was the same and rumor. <laughs> yeah, that she was like really difficult. And then she does it does again, another spelling production. Because he did that one too. And I was like, that's weird that she worked with him again. But maybe I was watching, they like... Um, I was watching a YouTube interview yesterday where um, Sarah Michelle Gellar interviews uh, Shannon Doherty. And oh, they're cool. they're like best friends in real life. Oh, cool. And uh, Shannon has stage four cancer. I know. It's really yeah. sad. Oh, so sad. And also, I know that Sarah Michelle Gellar is really good friends with Selma Blair. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Selma Blair, I think, has like multiple sclerosis or something. <gasps> oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Like, it's, so it's really, yeah, it's really sad. It's too. insane. Yeah. That's um, cool that they're all friends, though. Yeah. Buffy just seems so cool. She really- I love that interview where like she her kids are now watching Buffy. Oh yeah. And, and they're like, Mom's cool. <laughs> so I was like, Yeah, mom is awesome. Like Buffy's so cool. It's so great. It was funny. Uh actually Shannon was like, Do they watch Charmed yet? And she's like, No, we're still on Buffy, but right after Buffy, I'm gonna introduce her to Charmed, like the original. She's like, Oh, oh that's cool. cool. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Awesome. Well, do you have any other notes, final thoughts of, of this trip down nostalgia high school house party lane? So my final thought, and I was I was just jotting down notes because I wanted one final thought, but to be funny, but I said, don't forget to sign your yearbook. <laughs> don't dump your significant other just in case you don't go to college. Yeah. Um, or just because you're going to college, don't dump your yeah another. don't dump and then for um, no reason. i know we're in a weird ass state of confusion fuck but party it, party it up when you can yeah that's true never party it up when you can um my final thought would be 
how I missed the times of pre-social media house parties. I mean, I'm, right. I'm glad that we had the chance to know what that's like and know what this kind of like unexplored um, adolescence is that's not necessarily documented. Like there's an upside and a bad and a good side or downside and, a, and an upside. But I think Definitely. it's, it's cool that you have those moments that you remember that like aren't on fucking social media, <laughs> you know, like, and just, you know, people wouldn't find out about it. Like, it's just kind of crazy. So memories. <laughs> yeah. So this has been so fun. I hope everyone enjoyed. Can't hardly wait. We certainly did. We definitely did. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you get the DVD, check out the special features. There's a lot of really great ones. Mike is probably going to end up going to buy yes. that now. <laughs> I'm I'm doing it right now. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Justin's going to kill cool. me. Like, there's a package that comes like every other day. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wow. COVID. Well, no. Even pre-COVID, I was This is pre-COVID now. Yeah, you've I, been an Amazon I, shopper an, for quite a while. An avid Amazon shopper. But yeah. Like, but COVID has definitely added to that. Like, I'm bored, so I'm going to buy, like, a dish set. Or... <laughs> it's really crazy. Like, it's fucking crazy, man. But hopefully we'll get to be on the other side of this soon and this craziness. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as always, it's been fun, and we will see you on the next one. Peace. Bye. Bye.